everybody, this is Bill Friday, and I am delighted to finally sit down with the mayor of Wasaga Beach, Mayor Brian Smith. Mayor, good to see you. Good to see you, Bill, Mr. Citizen of the Year. How are you? I, I am fine, and, and uh, I just want to start off by saying that it's it's amazing that we're together. Uh, it's only been six months that you're in office, uh, and we've been trying to uh, sit down. I know you're a busy guy. One of the uh, one of the things, though, I wanted to point out right away was that Canada Day, which has just passed this past Wednesday, was a great uh, event down at the beachfront. And I want to give uh, you and your staff all the credit in the world for you know, coming up with such a such an array of uh, activities that were happening down there. Well, thank you so much, Bill. And again, I'm glad you said to me and my staff, you know, this is uh, everything we do here at Town Hall is a team effort. Let me tell you, we've got a lot of very bright people that work for us and they work hard. And uh, uh, Canada Day was an absolute success. It was a great event, although the weather didn't cooperate fully. Uh, you know, the Lions Club started off with their pancake, pancake breakfast. We had the uh, the uh, children's uh, choir from uh, Uganda. The, Why weren't uh, they? Weren't they? They were amazing. Eh? All the orphans uh, from an orphanage in Uganda, they were here, and it was just a phenomenal uh, experience. And then, uh, of course, we went through the day with bouncy castles and all kinds of other events, and then into, of course, the highlight for a lot of people was uh, the Martels. And then into the fireworks, which were just phenomenal. So it was a great day all in all. It was good to see so many people down there that were local to the town of Wasaga Beach. Probably 85% of the people there were local. And I talked to tons of them. It was a great day, a great time. Yeah, and even, even though the weather was not uh, what you would call July 1st weather, is that... It certainly wasn't July 1st weather, but what it showed us is that when you put something together, grassroots for the people of Wasaga Beach, the citizens of Wasaga Beach show up each and every time, and they enjoy it, and they give it their all, and, uh, you know, that that's community building at its finest, and we need to do a lot more of that. Yeah, you know that, um, that Beach Booster was one of the sponsors, of course, and we were very pleased to, to be part of that, that community event that happened on Wednesday. It was just absolutely amazing. Absolutely. And, and I want to thank you on behalf of the Lions Club for coming over and, and flipping a few pancakes as well. Well, I was too busy talking with people. I didn't flip nearly as many this year as I did last year, but no, no, uh, no, no, no risk of carpal tunnel now. No, that's right. That's right. Uh, may I call you Brian? Absolutely. I, I, please I, do, I, Bill. I, 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 tell I was people. wondering whether I should call you your worship or, or uh, mayor or uh, I'd like to call you Brian, if that's all right. Please do. I tell people all the time, I was Brian before I became the mayor, and I'll be Brian after, so I might as well be Brian now. All right. Can we talk a little bit about about the beachfront and what the town has has done down there since the purchase of, uh, of the beachfront? Well, as you know, we've made an investment on behalf of uh, the citizens of Wasaga Beach of $13.8 million, and it's a very good investment, in my opinion. We purchased that land at about $9, $9.50 less a square foot than the town paid for properties over the last four or so years for, for vacant land. And these properties have uh, generating revenue businesses and buildings on them. So I think we did, uh, we did well there. We're probably 55 or 60% um, 
higher in our uh, in our uh, rentals than they have been in the last three or four years. We've got all but uh, I think uh, eight or nine units rented, and one of those units has five in it. It's the old blue building there that I don't think it's ever been rented, but we're working on that. But um, you know, all the bars are open, all of the restaurants, um, uh, and many of the other buildings are open. We've got some new faces down there. Subway is down there. That's not our building, but it's great to see them. Tim Hortons is now down there. Burger King, of course, has been there for 22 years. Great operator Fred Char is down there. Um, you know, this is a move forward. You cannot control what you don't own, Bill. And uh, the one thing that we heard from all of the uh, uh, professionals and the uh, folks that came to the town before doing the different studies and consultants, they've all said, it's great that you own as much as you do, and now we own that much more. So we're in the works now to put a community improvement plan in place which will give uh, council and, and the town an opportunity to put incentives out there uh, that aren't available under normal circumstances without a community improvement plan for developers and, and investors to come forward. And there's some cost savings there for them, which is going to help us push this forward. So, you know, the, the good thing about this, or the thing we all have to understand, is that Wasaga Beach Bill today is in a position that most towns only ever dream of being in. And that is that we have a clean slate almost. Most towns never get that chance. We've got it. We've got to get it right. We've got to make sure that when we go forward this time, we go forward in the right direction and it counts. And uh, that's exciting. We're uh, just in the process, uh, Bill. We finished our final uh, uh, interviews just yesterday for the new Director of Economic Development and Tourism. And a decision has uh, has uh, been made now as to what the who the successful candidate is. So staff are in the process of uh, doing the reference checks. And uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll be able to announce a new addition to our staff. And uh, I'm confident that the new uh, the new uh, person coming on board has uh, what it takes and the experience and the wherewithal uh, to move us forward in redevelopment of Beach Area 1 and 2 and Main Street. And that's very positive. Uh, we're also in the process of... Um, of acquiring uh, someone to uh, on a contract to be a grants writer uh, that will specialize in writing for grants because uh, there's a ton of money out there. We're sure of that. We just got to find the right person that's specialized in getting it for us so is that we can save money for the taxpayers and moving forward. So it's all positive news. Yeah, this uh, this hiring uh, process uh, of these two individuals. Uh, uh, how much uh, input do you have in that? Well, I, uh, I, of course, council has input as to what it is we're looking for. And then, of course, we send that back to staff. And a CAO, George Vaudabancourt, who's very competent, he leads the way in uh, in getting the process done and getting the uh, the, the ads out and uh, receiving the applications along with our, uh, our HL gal, Denise Henry, who, again, is a top-notch uh, employee who really knows her stuff. And then um, when it gets down to the point of us doing interviews, in this case, the Director of Economic Development and Tourism, uh, we have a team that does interviews. And for this particular uh, interview, we had uh, the CAO, uh, George Vadavancourt, the head of uh, HR, Denise Henry. And we asked uh, uh, Robert Brimley, who is the CAO of Springwater, but has a wealth of knowledge and a, and a huge background in economic development to sit on that with us. So we had some expertise there, and I sat on that, uh, that committee as well. And we went through the interview process, and we've now come to a decision. Very good. That's... Uh uh, that's those are two positions that are really needed 
for the town. Oh, absolutely. We currently have a, a, an economic development officer, Jenny Leggett, who has done a phenomenal job. Uh, but we, we, we all felt, and Jenny agreed, that moving forward we needed someone with some more expertise. And uh, so she graciously agreed to, uh, to take a step sideways in the role that she specializes in. That's what she was trained to do, and that's communications and assistant to the CAO. And so uh, she's going to step sideways, a parallel position for her, uh, which is very important too, because I've said from the beginning that communications is key and the one thing that uh, many towns have struggled with is they communicate on the defense and I'm looking forward to Jenny getting into this new position so as that we can be communicating up front before things happen so people are getting the facts and that's the important part you know you might not like everything we do you might not ever like everything we're going to tell you or the answers to your questions but at least if it's the truth and people are hearing it they can handle it. Okay, getting back to the beachfront just for a moment, uh, how are the buildings? What shape are the buildings in? Well, Bill, we, when we went into this, we, we went into this with our eyes wide open. There's no doubt about that. And uh, there's been some controversy to whether we have or we haven't. But I can tell you, I certainly did, and, and I think uh, everybody else did as well. And so, you know, we knew there'd be bumps in the roads in this process, and we knew that these buildings had issues. Let's face it, they're not brand new. Yeah, no, uh, I, I they, don't think so. <laughs> and they haven't been well-maintained. But what we did was we set up leases that were structured on an as-is-where-is basis, so the people coming in have been doing the repairs. And there are certain repairs the town will have to do. So it's out there in the community that the buildings are full of mold and the structures are collapsing and falling down and there's electrical issues. Is there some mold in some of the units? Yes, there is. For the most part, it's surface mold. It's not anything that can't be dealt with with a mold re- remediation uh, on a fairly minor level. Um, with respect to the electrical, there's electrical that was not done properly, and uh, we've had an electrician, uh, electrical company in, and uh, so we're working on making sure that's all repaired before, of course, occupancy can't be given, and the business license is not issued before the fire department, the building department, and the bylaw has gone in to approve it. So anything that's open has been opened based on the building being sound and, and structurally set. Um, with respect to um, you know other issues, the structural issues, um, there are some issues, especially in the DARD. Uh, the part of the DARD that's not open to the public has two uh, cracked major uh, trusses, but that has been shored up. It's probably safer now today than it ever was because of the amount of shoring up that's been done there. But that's not open to the public, and it doesn't it doesn't uh, reflect on the rest the of the building. Is where the ballroom was? At that's one right, time? the yeah. old ballroom was. Yeah. But it's not open to the public, and it's not being used, and it doesn't reflect the the stability of the rest. Of the building, so uh, everything there is pretty is is, is sound. Uh, it's safe, and uh, we wouldn't allow it to open if it wasn't. And when is that opening the dart? When is that? So the dart has now been issued uh, to Enzo Grassi, who is also running the other two bars. He was the uh, winning proponent in the second round of uh, requests for proposals, and I believe it'll open this weekend. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that's the goal. And uh, he has some major goals going forward with respect to those three bars and. Uh, and uh, it's positive. Well, a lot of people will be happy about that. Absolutely. They'll be able to go to the DART once, once again. I can tell you 85, 95% of everything we're getting back in response has been positive. There's more businesses open. There's more buzz happening. And uh, we're, 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 not, we're not to where we want to get to yet, but we're well on our way. Good. I just want to uh, talk a minute about something that <clears throat> happened, I guess, in, in the last little while. And that is something called the Mayor's Authority. Uh, Would you like to comment on that? 
So you're talking about uh, council uh, voting to give the mayor more powers to direct staff, I am assuming. And so, um, you know, this this came forth in in a, in a uh, from from Councillor Anderson. Uh, he put a motion forward uh, with respect to our code of conduct, and uh, I nor sought this power, uh, nor do I really believe it was required. But I'm thrilled that council, the majority of council, feels that uh, that I uh, should have it and I can handle it. And I guess what I'll tell you is this: it's status quo around here. I'm, you know, I'm not putting a black arm on my band and running out and giving people orders to cut grass and shovel snow and, and pick up garbage and do whatever it may be done. Um, this was put in place. Uh, council felt that uh, there are times that arise where the mayor should have the authority to direct staff and uh, that's why it was put in place. And it was so that there was no direct contravention with the code of conduct. I mean, if we're all being honest, mayors uh, direct staff in a roundabout way on a fairly regular basis all over the country. And um, uh, this just makes sure that there's no direct conflict with the code of conduct, but it's not to be abused. And, and, and the one thing I know for sure, and everyone else should know, is that council gave me this privilege and they can take it away. So you respect it. Well, I, I, th I think it's a, a good thing. I, matter of fact, I thought maybe uh, the mayor had that authority already, but and I'm sure a lot of people thought the same thing. I would think if you asked 100 people, 99 of them would probably have said agreed with you. Exactly, exactly. And I, and I know that, uh, that it's not going to be abused, and it's there, uh, it's there in an emergency when you need it, and, um, and thank goodness for that. I wanted also to talk a little bit about uh, about the ATVs in Wasaga Beach. Yeah. Now there's uh, there's something happened at Queens Park, of course, and. Yeah, well, of course, uh, the provincial government has made changes to the legislature to allow ATVs on roadways, and uh, we were approached by the local ATV club, I guess, going back February or March, and that they wanted to have access to the streets so as that they could get off the trails and get in and support the businesses in town, buy gas, go to restaurants, whatever the case may be. And um, so, uh, you know, uh, I felt it was a great idea. I support it. At the end of the day, uh, we see snowmobiles on the roads. We see motorcycles on the roads. Uh, you know, the ATVing business and the ATV uh, sports, basically, has grown drastically. I think now when you look at ATVs compared to um, uh, snowmobiles, I think the sales are somewhere around 8 to 1. And so when we look at our economic development, our tourism, and, and the viability of our businesses, uh, you know, let them come off the trail, let them drive down the road to get to the hotel, or the restaurant, to the motel, or whatever it is. And I don't see an issue with this. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I, you know, Councillor Bray has also helped lead this charge, and uh, she believes that it's a, it's a good, viable way to create more business in town as well, and I agree with her, so I support it 100%. Well, that's good. I, I, I think it's a well worth while um, happening in Wasaga Beach. There's no, no question about that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, there is concern out there that we're going to have ATVs up, driving up and down the road. You know, the folks who do this type of uh, uh, sport, they don't want to be on roads. They want to be out in the bush and on the trails. But, and, and if it becomes a problem, we can deal with it. But, you know, let's give them a fair chance and see what happens. Every year um, in the past, uh, there has been what they call the Mayor's Challenge, a golf tournament. Um, I presume this is something that's going to be carried on. Well, I can guarantee you, Bill, it is the Mayor's Challenge because I'm not a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what they call a digger. 
so uh, you know the, the the past mayors have always had a golf challenge, and they asked me, "Do you want to continue on with this?" And I said, "Sure, I'm not a golfer, but I'll give it my best shot." And uh, I can putt, though, boy. You get me on the mini golf course, you're in trouble. <laughs> so uh, you know, we'll wait till we get close to the hole, and I can take it from there. But at the end of the day, I think it'll be a, a great event. It's going to be on August the 28th, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun, and I hope a lot of people get out there and join us and raise some funds for some fun, some funds for charity. Well, I'm sure I'm sure that will happen. It's always a good day. Can we talk a little bit about uh, the plovers? Um, what's your take on the plovers? Well, you know what? I think plovers are cute, beautiful little birds, and I just love them. The plovers aren't the problem. It's how we deal with the plovers that are a problem. And uh, so, uh, you know, I'm happy to say that just, just yesterday I spent uh, about three, three and a half hours with the Assistant uh, Deputy Minister of Natural Resources, uh, Tracy Mill, and and uh, we uh, we had a chat here with Council uh, in the classroom, and then we went out on a road trip or a beach trip, and we started at Allenwood Beach, and we went all the way up to 68th or 69th Street. And uh, we put our concerns forward. And uh, what I'm what I'm really happy to say is that we're making progress. Uh, there's always been some you know some headbutting and stuff there between the M and R and the town. And and uh, you know my uh, my job is to come to some kind of compromise that we can make it good for everybody. What we know is that now citizens can go into the park office uh, and they can get a permit to go and clear the beachfront in, in front of their property. And they can clear it, clear everything. Uh, just let them know how they're going to do it. If they're going to be using a chemical, it's got to be a chemical that's acceptable. If they're going to be cutting it with a lawnmower, they just want to make sure that public safety is kept intact. And of course, we're not doing any damage to the environment. So they can go in and do that. That's a huge step forward. That hasn't been available in the past. Uh, sorry, it has been available in the past, but it just hasn't been made clear. So this is something that's always been available, but it was never, ever uh uh, people weren't told about it. Well, now we're able to do that. Uh, the MNR has also started clearing back uh, because the water level is high this year. So the grasses are at the water line as opposed to 30, 40 feet back as they were in some areas like last year. So they've already started cutting that back so there's beach area. Uh, and uh, yesterday we had a lot of conversation. We had a lot of conversation about who controls the beach and how it's maintained. And, uh, you know, we've offered that uh, if we can come to some kind of an agreement that perhaps the town takes some or all that back and uh, we could maintain it and look after it, give us the opportunity to prove we'll do that. Uh, and we'd be happy to, to look at that. So positive, positive, positive. And at the end of the day, we just keep talking. And that's how you get problems solved by communication. And we're working hard at that. So when you get up to 69th Street or wherever you did, uh, what was it like there? Can you tell me what the, what the shape of the beaches up in that area? Well, the shape of our beach compared to 20 years ago was night and day for sure. We we're used to sand, fluffy white sand beaches, and now it's it's overgrown quite a bit. If you drive along the beach, uh, or if you could see the beach from an overhead, you'd see that you know there's a lot of grass, there's a lot of reed, there's a lot of uh, uh, phragmites and so on. Um, and you can tell where the provincial parks are because that's where the people come, and so they clear it back further so there's more beach, and then it goes out closer to the water. The, the plan here is to try and, and get that back a little further. Now, the dunes are very important. We have a relic beach, and when our sand blows away, it never comes back. And so that's why our dunes are so important, so it keeps that sand on the beach. But by allowing that growth to continue over the years, we're kind of artificially 
creating a second dune, which then leaves a swale in the middle of the two dunes, which collects water, and then mosquitoes are breeding. So there's a whole lot of other issues that that creates. And, and the ministry recognizes this, they understand it, and they're doing their best. There's no doubt in my mind, and uh, I think if we just uh, continue to communicate and, and work closely together, I'm confident we can come to some kind of resolution. Again, not everybody's going to be happy, Bill, but one thing I've learned in the first seven months I'm never going to make everybody happy. <laughs> you, you finally learned that, did you? It didn't take long. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on raking the beach. There's uh, controversial uh, questions come up about raking the beach. Well, I think, uh, you know, there are people who believe you shouldn't rake the beach and people who believe you should rake the beach. And I believe you need to rake part of the beach. Uh, and uh, part of the beach you need to rake is the, is the area that needs to be open to the public. I mean, the Provincial Park was created in 1974, and it was originally created to be a public beach for swimming for the people in the GTA. It was, it was created to be, uh, you know, a place for people to come and enjoy. And if you look at our beach and overhead views over the years, it's always been beautiful. And then, of course, over the last 10 to 12 years, a, a direction, I think, in 2006 or there about uh, new legislation, new rules at the NBCA, and it changed, or the, sorry, not the NBCA, but the MNR, and it changed how they would deal with, with the ecology. And so they allowed, started to allow grasses to grow and raking less. And now where we've gone to, the pendulum's just swung too far the other way. We've got to find that balance. No doubt when you rake a beach, it stays clear and things don't grow. We've got to determine what portion and how much we do that with and how much we let grow naturally. Now, uh, some time ago, uh, when you and I talked, we were talking about choirs. And you said at that time that you'd loved to go back singing. It, apparently, you did sing when you were a younger guy and uh, you'd like to go back singing. Have you done that yet? Well, I, I love to sing. Uh, I, I've sang throughout my whole my whole life as a young child. I love singing, and I've uh, played in some bands, and uh, was the lead singer in some bands, and uh, ran a hotel uh, bar here in Wasaga Beach for a few years, and uh, I just love singing. So have I gone back to that? No, I haven't got any time to sing right now, but if you ask the staff around Town Hall, they always know where the mayor is, because they can hear me. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that amazing? Now, when you first thought you would run for mayor, did you realize how much time you'd have to spend as the mayor of Wasaga Beach? Well, like I've said before, Bill, I decided 10 days after the last election, not this election, election passed, that I was going to run for mayor. And I knew that the mayor of Wasaga Beach, as any town I believe, is a full-time job. And believe me, there's no doubt it is. However, I'll tell you, I'll be more than happy to admit that I realized I'd be busy, and I realized it would be a lot of work but not to the extent it is. It truly is a ton of work. And I will tell you, kudos go out to Cal Patterson to be able to be the mayor of Wasaga Beach and the warden of Simcoe County and still be alive. It's a testament to how strong he is. Um, so, you know, I, but I said many times before, you know, I don't think that the warden, you know, should be a mayor. I think that's unfair to the town. I think it's unfair to the warden. I think it's unfair to the mayor. This is a full-time job, and uh, and I'm doing it full-time. I'm doing it you know, 70, 75 hours a week. I'm not complaining. I love it. I truly love it because I think we're making a positive difference. But um, most people, unless you've got into it, unless you've become a counselor or you've become a mayor, you will never have an understanding of how hard and how much you work. You uh, make yourself available to a lot of people, though. You, uh, you don't hide 
uh, you know, do you, I'm sure your your home life must uh, suffer from that aspect as well. Absolutely, I'll tell you the first uh, the first day I was able to have uh, dinner uh, with my two daughters uh, was Father's Day, uh, and we hadn't had dinner together for a long time prior to that. And that's not our family. Our family always has dinner together. It used to be every Sunday, no matter what and often throughout that. And so I actually reflected on that, and I have made a decision in my mind that, you know what, no job's worth not being with your family. And uh, so I'm changing some of my hours here. We're getting more assistance to the to the mayor. I do have an executive assistant part-time now, and uh, I'll be pushing to, uh, to move that forward so that there is a little more time. But at the end of the day, when I signed up for this job, I knew that I was what I was signing up for. And it's important, you know, the mayor's here because the people put me here. And I should be open and available to people. And I, I get accused today, you know, sometimes it takes me three, four, five days to to get back uh, to you with a phone call. But you receive, you know, 20, 30 phone calls a day and you receive 40, 50 emails a day. And sometimes you don't get back to everybody in a timely manner and some get upset and some don't. But most people understand. Give me time, I'll get back to you. But it's, it's a lot for one person, that's for sure. Well, Brian, I, uh, Mr. Mayor, I, I really appreciate you sitting down with me today and with Beach Booster, and uh, let's not make it so so far uh, into the future for another one. Perhaps we should do this on a monthly basis. Is that possible? Well, we'll certainly try. Okay. So we've been trying before. Every month to six weeks would be great. Oh, that that's great. Well, no, let's let's say you may every... have to come to me though. <laughs> Well, I'd be glad to do that because this uh, conversation has been a delight for me and I hope it's a delight for our listeners and the citizens of Wasaga Beach as well. Well, Mr. So, Citizen of the Year, it has been a delight for me too. I'm glad you got your parking pass. You can park anywhere you want and I hope to see you again soon. Okay, good. Right. Thank Thanks, you. Listening to Beach Booster Radio.